uh, some of us, if not all of us. Go to Matthew chapter 8, if you will. Matthew chapter 8. We're going to identify a, a man here that needs, see, that needs something from Jesus. Have you ever needed something from Jesus? <laughs> I think that we can all raise our hand to that. I think we can all claim that at some point in our lives we needed Jesus. We needed something from Jesus. Amen. And uh, this is the man that approaches uh, Jesus and has a need. Amen. And anytime you have a need and you go to someone, there's two questions that you ask. And this man identifies those questions for us. It doesn't matter if you're going to Jesus or if you're going to the bank or if you're going to a, a friend for help. We all have these two questions. So look with me here in Matthew's chap- Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. When he had come down, uh, being Jesus, when he had come down from the mountain, Great multitudes followed him, and behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Verse 3, then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. We see here in verse 2, go back to verse 2, there is are two things that you have to know if you're going to someone in need. If you need something from someone, you need to know two things. First of all, you need to know if they will. And two, you need to know if they can. Because if you can only show up on half of that, I'm still in need. I still have the same result that I have before I came to you. You need to know that the bank can give you 3% on that interest, and you need to know that they will give you 3% on that interest. You need to know that your, your buddy can help you move a refrigerator, and then you need to know if he will come. Hey, man, I would if I could, but I can't. And so sometimes we run into situations where uh, someone is willing, but they just can't do it. And then we run into situations where someone can, but they're just not willing to do it. And so we see here that this leper comes to Jesus, like all of us at some point have had to come to Jesus. And he asks, he he makes a statement. He says, one, Lord, if you are willing, you can. So he's convinced on the can side. I know you have the power to do it. Now I need to know that you will do it. And so I just want to encourage us tonight because we've got to be able to answer both of these questions positively. We've got to be able to answer both questions confidently or we'll never receive anything from God. You won't receive anything from God if you think he can, but he won't sometimes. And there are people out there that think that God is like waiting for you to get something right or you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to give this amount of money or you got to go to church this many times, you got to serve in uh, this many capacities. And, And so we put these limits on ourselves that God is saying, I will, I want to, I can. And then there's some people that just don't know if God can. Well, I know that he, he wants to heal me, but is healing still for today? I know that he wants to help me out financially, but, but can he? I mean, can, can he really change my financial situation? And so we've got to be able to have confidence in both sides. The Lord can, 
and the Lord will. Look at Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verse 37. We've all seen this verse. We all know it. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Well, there's the can. He can do it. In fact, the Bible says, if there are any impossibilities with man, it is a possibility with God. See, it's not a question if I, if, if I can. It's not, a, it's not a question of if I can, because I know without him I can't. But the Bible tells me that with God, all things are possible through Jesus Christ. For with God, nothing will be impossible. These are verses that we've got to be thinking on when we go to God with the need. When, we, when we're going and we're making our petitions known like God told us to, come to me. Come boldly before the throne of grace. Make your petitions known. When you pray, I hear you, and I'm ready and waiting to answer your prayer. He can. With God, nothing will be impossible. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who what? Believe. Sometimes we don't see God's power work because we don't believe it will work. See, there's a requirement on our end to believe. There's a, there's a requirement on our end to put our faith out there. And so what I want to do tonight is I want to build your faith. I want to build your confidence and your trust in the King that he can and will meet every one of your needs. He's ready. What is the exceeding greatness? Look at the words that they're using to talk about the power of God. Exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to, according to, the working of his mighty power, verse 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. How powerful is God's power? So powerful that he was able to raise up his son after being dead for three days and seat him in heavenly places at his right hand. That's how powerful. According to. See, that according to let I, anything that follows according to, I can relate to what it was qualifying. The working of his mighty power, how powerful is it? According to, in the likeness of, just like the power that he raised Jesus from the dead with. Our God is powerful. Our God has all the power. He's the final say. He's the last word. And God wants to transfer that power to you. God wants that power to show up in your life. Amen. Look at Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. These are powerful verses that are helping us identify the power that God has. You know, sometimes we attribute power to God's word, but then we question if it can really come to pass. See, this can be powerful, but is it powerful in your life? And we believe in the word. I believe that's true, but then getting it to show up in my life, that's another question. And that is determined by our faith. 
when we hear the word, it ought to develop faith in us. So now that power can be transferred to us and we can see it in our own lives. I can read all the verses I want that the Bible has to relate to my financial situation. But unless I believe it, stand in faith on it, that power will never get transferred to me. The power, the, the power will be, uh, it will be stuck in the verse itself. But the, the power that is in this book is meant to be related to our lives, is meant to be shown up in our lives. Amen? But we've got to be confident in these two things. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. See, Faith is what gets Christ in your life. Faith is what gets the power of God to show up in you. Through faith, Christ may dwell in my heart. I don't know about you, but I want Christ to dwell in my heart. I want his power to show up in my life. But it's only by applying faith. See, that leper came, but he only had half the equation. He had 2 plus y equals Four, and he needed the why. He needed to know what is this number that I'm missing? What is the part of the, the, uh, the, the fraction that I'm missing so I can finish out this thing? I know, that you're, I know that you can, but I don't know if you're willing. And so Jesus answered, I am willing. I am willing. There were other times where other individuals would come to Jesus and they were convinced on the other side. I don't know if you can. You may remember the story of a man that had a demon-possessed son and he brought his demon-possessed son to the 12 disciples and they couldn't do anything. And so Jesus shows up and is like, what's going on here? And he says, well, I got my son, he's demon-possessed, he throws himself into fires and has all kinds of crazy seizures, and I brought him to your disciples, and they couldn't do anything for him. And he said, Lord, if. There's, there's no if with God. The, ol the only if that ever shows up is with us. It's if we believe, because he says, Lord, if you can. And Jesus replied back, he said, if I can. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who, can, who believes. Amen? But we got to get the whole, the whole scenario. Let's keep going. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ, which, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Look at this. According to the power that works in who? It doesn't say in Jesus. Not according to the power that works in Jesus. Not according to the power that works in heaven. No, the power that works in you. The, work, the power that works in us. 
according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Back up to verse 19. Look at verse 19 again. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. This is where people are not convinced. Because sometimes what we believe someone can do for us is tied to how much they love us. I'm telling you right now, if you get convinced that God loves you as much as his word says he loves you, you will never question ever again if he can or if he will do something for you. Because the love of God reveals the power of God. The love of God reveals the power of God. His power shows up when his love shows up. His love is so powerful that it can change your need. But you just got to find out how much he loves you. And this says right here, uh, uh, Paul is saying, if you back up another verse to verse uh, 18, that we may may be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the what? Width and length and depth and height. That means you should know God's love all the way around. May be able to comprehend. That word comprehend does not mean just know intellectually. It means to know by experience. He's saying here that you may know the love because you have experienced, experienced it on such a level that you have seen the power show up. I've seen God's power show up in my life. And I'm convinced that he loves me. I'm convinced of his love for me. His love reveals his power. And when his love shows up in my life, his power shows up in my life. The more convinced I get of God's love for me, the more I see his power show up in my life. And so there's no longer a question. Because see, the power is tied to his love. And his love reveals his will. His love will show you, I will. I want to. It is my will. If I'm willing, if I can, those should no longer be questions that we have of God. Lord, if you can. Lord, if it's in your will. We need to become convinced of his will. We need to become convinced of his love because then we'll know what God wants for us. When you know how much God loves you, then you, then you know he wants your body healed. You know he wants your finances in order. He, you know he wants your marriage to be fruitful. You know that he wants you to get the right job, the right career. You'll know that he wants your kids uh, in order, obedient, following and walking after God. Because I'm convinced of his love for me that I know all these things are tied to that. And on top of that, he can do it. He has the power to change my marriage. He has the power to change my kids. He has the power to change my finances. He has the, he has the power to change my body. His power and his will are revealed in his love. See, this leper doesn't necessarily know of God's love for him. Doesn't necessarily know that Jesus has come to die for his sins. 
to take care of his sickness. He doesn't know that. But he's heard some stuff. He's heard some stuff. That's why he knew he could. Hey, I know you can. Because I heard what you did in, in Nazareth. And I heard what you did in Galilee. And I heard what you did over in Jerusalem. I heard when you fed those 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. I heard about that. I know you can. So if you're willing. And there's people still asking that question today. And you know what? Jesus is still saying the same thing. I am willing to be healed. I am willing to be free. I am willing. My God is willing and my God can. Look at John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Now we've heard verse 12 a lot. He who believes in me, even the works that I do, he will do, and even greater works will he do because I go to my Father. But look what he says in verse 13. That's all good, that I'm going to do greater works. But look what he says in verse 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I will do it. Come on, I'm, I'm encouraging your faith. I'm building up some confidence for you. I'm helping you identify that your God, the one that's placed you here, the one that's given you a purpose, the one that's given you, he designed you, he, he puts you here for such a time as this to do kingdom work. He will do what you need him to do. And he can do what you need him to do. No matter how big it seems, no matter how many people have told you, oh, God doesn't do that anymore. God doesn't change that. God doesn't operate that way. God doesn't do this or do that. No matter what you've heard, I'm showing you what the word of God says, that he will do it and that he can do it. Amen. You know, I, when I'm in the gym working out, sometimes I need help lifting stuff. And that's a good thing because that means that I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to get growth to show up, development to show up. But when you're looking around the room, you're looking for the ones that you know can help you. And you're looking for the ones that you know will now, sometimes it happens where the ones that will do it can't. And then sometimes it happens the ones that can do it won't. Sometimes we run into that issue. But with God, you'll never have that problem. Every single time you go to him, he says, I can do it. And I will. I can change it. And I will. I can bring that to you. And I will. We've got to be convinced. We've got to have confidence. We've got to develop a trust and a faith in him. And the closer you get to God's love, the, the love of God that surpasses all knowledge, the love of God that surpasses uh, our mental capacity, the love of God that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That love being drawn into my life reveals that he can 
do this, no matter how big it is, and that he will do it. No matter, you know, and sometimes we try to disqualify ourselves on the will side. I know you can, but I, I, I've had a rough week. I cussed yesterday, and yeah, I, I know you can help me here, but you're, you're probably not going to because, you know, I, that word slipped out of my mouth. <laughs> and so that's where we got to go, and we got to find verses that tell us, man, if, 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 if we will ask for forgiveness, if we'll repent, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How righteous do you need to be for God to show up in your life? Because he's already taken care of it. How, right, how many things do you think you need to erase in your life so that God can show up and say, okay, now you're good enough? He's already done that. My Bible says that I am not will be, not going to be. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know what, you know what God sees when he looks at you? Jesus. If you have made him your Lord, your life is now hidden in Christ. And so when he looks at you, he sees his own son. That's how clean you are. So how righteous do you think you have to be for God to answer a prayer for you? How, how many things do you think you have to be forgiven of? Because so, he's taking care of it all. Because my God will. My God loves me so much that he will show up in my life. And he can do the very thing that I need him to show up and do. Amen? We've got to get convinced of that. We've got to get convinced of that. Whatever you got to do. God's word is your promise. Every promise that is in God's word for you, he's faithful and just to perform it. And he can. His promises are true. His promises, the Bible says, are yes and amen to those who love him. Amen. And tonight, we've just got to spend some time focusing on his word on who he says we are, on who he says he is, we've got to get rid of the questions. We've got to get, get rid of all the questions. God doesn't like statements that start out with if. He doesn't like those questions. He doesn't like you to come to him with a if you. Because his answer is always, I will. His answer is always, I can. You need to get to know the I will God, not the if God. You need to get to know the I can God, not the I can if. Quit trying to qualify yourself. Quit trying to try to get all the things right. Quit trying to, to get yourself to a point to where you can believe. Just believe. You know, one thing that I like to point out is that every person that Jesus healed every person that Jesus cast the demon out of every person that Jesus helped was lost he hadn't gone to the cross yet guys you're in a position that's completely different from the tens and hundreds of thousands of people that Jesus helped in three and a half years of ministry and if he would do it for them He'll absolutely do it for his own kids. You're royalty. There's greatness in every single one of these seats right here. There is greatness sitting right next to you, whether you knew it or not. 
Because you're in his kingdom. You're his son. You're his daughter. And he will withhold nothing from you. He will refrain nothing. He won't keep anything back. In fact, he needs you to have it. He needs you to have that healing. He needs you to get free in your mind. He needs you to have those finances. He needs you to get that job because those are the ways that you are going to ignite the kingdom in your world. So I just wanted to paint a picture today of a God that can. I want to paint a picture tonight of a God who will. And I want us to get rid of all the questions. Next time you pray, you start it out like this. God, I know you can, and God, I know you will, so here's what I need. Amen. And let his spirit guide you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. If there's, the thing, if there's some things you got to tweak, if there's some more faith you got to build up, then let him do that work in you. But don't ever start behind the eight ball. Don't ever start with, well, let's see what he can do. Let's see if he will. And you know what? You'll find out that you'll start going to God first instead of last. Because <laughs> you know you've been driving to the bank wondering, can they and will they? You've been going to the doctor with, can they and will they? You've been going to the government for can they and will they? And God has already answered both questions for you. I can and I will. Father, we thank you tonight that you are a God that can. You are a God that will. There's no doubt. There's no question. Father, we thank you that we can stand on your word. We know that you are faithful to your word, faithful to your promises. Not one word will show up void, but it will go out. It will accomplish that which you send it forth to do, Father. So I thank you tonight, Father, for every person in this room and the, under the sound of my voice. We become convinced tonight. You are a God that loves us. You are a God that takes takes pride in us, your creation, your people, your nation, your citizens and your kingdom, Father. And so we get rid of all the questions. We get rid of all the doubt. We get rid of all the uncertainty. And we come before you with boldness. We come before you knowing. Father, help us comprehend with all the saints what is the length the depth, the width, the height of your love. Show us your love more and more every day. Because when we become convinced of your love, we'll be, conv we'll be convinced of your will and we'll be convinced of your power. I thank you, Father, for showing yourself strong in every person's life here tonight. We thank you for this word. We meditate on this word. We'll dwell on this word. We thank you that it will produce results in our lives. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.